How easy is it for you to be with delays without getting upset? When trouble hits, can you accept it without getting angry? When you become ill, can you tolerate it, even accept it? Your Mindful Life Podcast. Hello and welcome, everyone. My name is Mary Slocum. Today, we're exploring patience and how cultivating and growing our patience allows us to strengthen our equanimity, accept things as they are, and bring us inner and outer peace. We can all remember as children our parents telling us to be patient as we begged for whatever it was that we wanted right then. Delay wasn't acceptable. That ice cream cone we were promised after lunch? Why do we have to wait, we would complain. We wanted it immediately. Patience is a skill that we cultivate through practice. It is one of the main characteristics of equanimity. You know, equanimity, that way of being that keeps us on an even keel that lets us see the big picture, that allows us to be without judging. Or maybe we remember being snubbed or bullied by other kids, and our immediate reaction was anger. We were ready to fight back, and maybe we did. But what works better is telling the person to stop in a calm voice or laughing it off gently because bullying only upsets us when we react to it in a hurt and angry way. Patience is the quality that helps us to accept what's here, even if what is here right now hurts or causes anger in us. The dictionary tells us that patience is the capacity to accept or tolerate delay, trouble, or suffering without getting angry or upset. Patience is responding without anger. This doesn't mean that anger doesn't flow through us. It does. But we don't act on the anger. We don't stuff the anger down into us either, because when we do, it festers. Rather, we listen to the message of the anger. It's telling us to move into action, to respond appropriately, to move out of a dangerous situation, or to gather others around us so that we can be with what's here. Patience doesn't ask us to let others walk all over us. It asks us to respond appropriately. That may mean walking away from a situation or investigating the causes of a situation and then acting. It always means acting calmly without anger. Patience recognizes our anger, but doesn't let the anger speak in the heat of the moment. 
Suppose a friend has promised to give you a lift to a doctor's appointment. Maybe you're having your wisdom teeth extracted and you won't be able to drive after having anesthesia. The friend picks you up late, so you arrive late for your appointment. What's the appropriate response? Getting flustered, angry, and telling your friend off is not a skillful response. Neither is pretending that nothing happened. Your anger doesn't change anything, and neither does ignoring the situation. Rather, the situation calls for patience. Patience asks us to refrain from reacting in anger, and rather to understand what has happened, if that's available to us. Maybe the friend was delayed because a car accident closed the road, or perhaps the friend had the wrong time written down. Maybe the friend was simply distracted and forgot to leave on time. But rather than you coming up with the reason, just ask, hey, what happened? Without accusing or judging the friend. And depending on the friend's response, you'll know that next time you'll text your friend at the time they should be leaving to pick you up, or you'll double check the calendar appointment to make sure your friend has it written down correctly. Or you'll ask another friend to pick you up who's more reliable about time. Blaming the friend or getting all tied up in judgments doesn't help and it doesn't change anything, except that you had a part to play too. And forgive your friend. Next time, take appropriate action. Confirm with your ride and send a reminder so that there's plenty of time. Or ask someone who is reliable about appointments to give you a ride instead. Now, are you hot-tempered? Do you easily fly off the handle? Are you a fast burner? Patience may be difficult for you. By nature, some of us are more hot-tempered than others. It's not something we need to be ashamed of. The tendency to a hot temper doesn't define us as a person unless we let it rule us. Patience is the antidote to a hot temper. The more we practice patience, the more we'll notice anger arising in the moment and we will refrain from acting on it. Instead of shouting at our partner, we'll excuse ourselves and take a walk to cool off. Instead of making a scene in public, we'll pause and we'll use breathing techniques to calm ourselves. For instance, we can take a few long, slow breaths in and then exhale a little longer so that the exhalation is longer than the inhalation. This regulates our nervous system. Even when we practice patience, our hot temper may not be totally eradicated, but we will notice that our temper will flare less often because we catch it arising in the moment. And we notice that it doesn't flare so high because we're aware of it. And we notice that it cools off much more quickly 
because we take skillful action to help it dissipate. In the heat of the moment, we think that losing it and telling that person exactly what we think as we pump our fist is a show of strength. It's not. It's a show of weakness. It is pretending to be strong and powerful because inside we feel hurt, put out, or not respected. It may seem odd in this moment of violence, this moment of acting out of anger and fear that is erupting all around us, that patience can help us. And yes, it can help us. Instead of acting out in anger, we can pause and use the energy of our anger to ask questions. Asking questions then lead us to investigating, experimenting, and finding the underlying causes. And then we can act to remove the causes. This process is both nonviolent and requires patience. It is in the midst of our suffering that we cultivate patience. It is here that we learn to accept things as they really are. We accept that this is how it is right now, and we use our patient, non-judging curiosity to investigate, experiment, and act to relieve the suffering in ourselves and others. Patience is also about being present with the pleasure we feel when things are going our way. We can enjoy what is pleasant without grabbing onto it or fighting against its going away. It's interesting how intolerant we can be of pleasant things passing away. We think we can control the pleasant situation and hold on to it. And when we see that we can't, we get frustrated or angry. When we're patient, we stop fighting against what we can't control. And so we enjoy what's pleasant when it's here. And when it's gone, it's gone and that's okay too. When we feel frustrated with our own unskillfulness or mistakes and get wrapped up in making excuses, practicing patience is our path to equanimity. We all make mistakes. You might be saying, well, that's obvious. But then how is it that when we make a mistake, it feels like a big deal or it feels insurmountable and we feel our anger at ourselves bursting out? Well, maybe we believe we shouldn't make mistakes. Maybe we believe that we have to be perfect. And maybe we believe that making mistakes makes us less of a person than we are. When we practice patience, we set aside these beliefs by asking, is this belief true? And how do I know it's true? And this kind of investigation leads us to the understanding that, no, it's not true. Everyone makes a mistake. I made a mistake. 
okay, this is what happened and this is what I can do next time. This approach is one of patience. We accept that we have made a mistake and then we investigate. And instead of reacting, we acknowledge and respond appropriately. Being patient with our feelings is being mindful. We recognize and acknowledge our feelings. We acknowledge how they feel in our bodies. And rather than beat ourselves up because we shouldn't have these feelings or reject these feelings as unacceptable, we, we accept that they're here. Okay, I'm feeling bad about this and I'm feeling frustrated. So let me just be with that and how it feels. And then let me investigate what's behind that. And then next time, let's see, how can I do things differently? When we practice patience, we don't try to control anything. We can be patient when it's too hot or too cold. We can be patient when someone insults us. We can be patient when we're tired or we're feeling sleepy. We learn to be present when what's here right now is here and we don't react to it or turn away from it. Patience isn't trying to control our reaction. It's not self-control. Rather, it's about being present and allowing. When someone insults us or anger arises in us, we allow the anger without reacting to it. We make a soft mental note, angry, angry. As we allow it, we feel it moving through us and dissipating. We also don't try to stuff the anger away somewhere. This just brings more suffering as the anger, rather than moving through us, gets stuck in us and keeps erupting because anger by its nature is meant to move. And when it gets stuck or shut down and can't move, it grows bigger. When hardships arise, it can be difficult to be fully present. We find ourselves leaning into thoughts about the past or about the future. We wish we could be back then when this wasn't happening, or we wish we could be in the future when this has been resolved and is gone. We may find ourselves reacting with thoughts like, I can't take this any longer, or how long is this going to be going on? We find ourselves becoming impatient when our jobs, our relationships, and even our lives aren't going the way we want. When life feels boring or unfulfilling, we get frustrated. We want it to change the way we want it to be. We try to escape the present moment rather than be with it. This can be really subtle. A good question to ask in these moments is, am I present right now with what's going on? And can I be with it just as it is? Understanding our capacity for patience helps us to grow it. Suppose we have a physical pain in our body from sitting too long at the computer. We don't like it. It's unpleasant, and we begin reacting to it. We become frustrated, and we notice that our impatience carries over to the emails we're writing. Suddenly, the tone of our work has changed. 
we're irritated and we let everyone to whom we're sending an email know it. Noticing our impatience can help us to get up and take a walk or stretch or get something to drink or even take something for the pain. And if the pain persists, we can acknowledge it, breathe into it and through it and notice the actual sensations of the pain. That is, notice our direct experience of of it rather than to get all caught up in the idea of it. When we do this, we notice our irritation dissipates and allows us to be with the pain that's here right now from a place of equanimity. When someone harms us, we can also have patience. We can recognize that their action was unskillful and we cannot bring ill will to them. When I was a little kid, I accidentally shut my little brother's finger in the car door. My mother was furious at me, telling me how stupid I was and how I had ruined the day because now we would have to bring my brother to the doctor. My brother, on the other hand, told me that he knew I didn't mean to shut the door on his finger, and he hugged me, and we sat together holding each other's hands at the doctor's. His patience with his careless big sister brought us closer, and this closeness has lasted a lifetime. Forgiving is an act of patience. When we forgive, we release the chains that bind us to the person who has done us wrong. When we forgive, we are processing our anger into the act of forgiveness and compassion. Not only do we release ourselves from suffering, we may even help the other person to become a better person. Compassion, we know, is not feeling sorry for the other person, nor is it forgetting about what harm has been caused by the person who has injured us. Rather, it is an acknowledgement that I, my family, my country, or humanity has been harmed and I forgive the person and will act so that this harm, this atrocity doesn't happen again. And by acting, by helping to alleviate what's happening, we act compassionately. By asking what can I do to help that this harm never happens, again, is the starting point. Moving through the big picture with equanimity, investigating, experimenting, and acting, our patience grows as does our equanimity and compassion. This week, I invite you to practice patience when delay or harm is present. Forgive yourself and others and patiently investigate without blaming find the root cause, and then act to relieve it with compassion. If you would like to meditate with me this week, I'm offering a guided meditation to members of the podcast. If you're a member or would like to become a member to access the weekly guided meditation, go to www.patreon.com forward slash your mindful life. That's www.patreon.com forward slash your mindful life, all one word. I hope you enjoyed the show. And if you did, 
I hope you support it by following or subscribing to it where you listen. And don't forget to download the episodes and share them with friends and on social media. And review the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Thank you for listening. And I'd also like to thank the people behind the scenes that make it all possible. Gorgias Romero for original music, audio engineering, and production. Bill Rafferty for technical web support. Ali Allen for logo and podcast cover design. And Margaret Haas for announcing the show. Be well, be mindful. Be mindful.